Welcome to another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and on this episode, we'll be discussing Season 3, Episode 14 of Family Ties. This episode is titled, Oh Donna, and it originally aired on January 3rd, 1985. And with me, as always, to discuss this episode is my very special co-host, Keith. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Hey, remember that last time when um, Gina Davis was on the show? I, re- I remember that one, yeah. Yeah, that, that was a good time. That was pretty great. Yeah. Back in 1984, you mean? Yeah, it seems like so long ago. Yeah. Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, happy New Year. <laughs> it's weird they, epi- they aired an episode on January 3rd. Like, I feel like TV doesn't come back on in that first week after the New Year now. No, and again, like, I do not remember enough of 1985 let alone to remember when tv shows came back but there's no <laughs> way they would come back on january 3rd like two days after new year's yeah absolutely no, no who's gonna watch at that point right are they like we're in season three they're are they throwing away episodes i just i don't know make or maybe that's just how people watched back then i don't know yeah well i mean that was definitely a lot longer seasons back in the day so well, and a lot less options, too. So, you yeah. know. Yeah. It's weird. I know that this is going to make us sound old, but, like, back then, there was only so many channels that there were to watch. If you didn't have cable, it was even that much more limited. So, <laughs> And we didn't have cable, so it was very limited. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you there was only a few channels, and they put a lot more eyeballs on it. So, even if it was kind of an off day, there's still a lot more people probably looking at it then than there would be now. So... Yeah, well, that's true. And if you're looking for something to do on, you know, two days after the holidays, you know, so you don't get yeah. the holiday blues, you want to laugh at a good show. Especially a good show about Lamaze. Right? Lamazel. Hasapet <laughs> Incorporated. <laughs> and oh. so we didn't get Karen, but we did get Elise. That's right. Elise is back. Oh, I miss her so much. I know. It's so great. She she definitely is an integral part of the family. Oh, yeah. You can definitely tell, like, when she's not there, the energy's different. Um, yeah. Obviously, Michael Gross, I think, is fantastic, and his one-liners are just so good, so spot on. But his, their chemistry together is, is very on point. Yes, definitely. And you saw it in this episode. This is quite an interesting one, I thought. Yeah, I'm curious to get your take on it because, you know, we don't talk about these before we uh, start recording, so. That's right. Just get into a cold. Yeah, right? It's a cold open. (laughs) Although it was a hot day, so cold open on a hot day. Just like when you go swimming and you're in a really refreshing pool on a hot day. (laughs) Although sometimes it being hotter outside makes the pool that much colder. The difference in temperature is hard. I've noticed that at, like, our pool, it... The hottest it's gotten so far without, you know, adding uh, heating to it is like 74, 75. So in the middle of the day in a summer day, you know, you get in, it's like, oh, man, it's a little bit cold. But because it's so hot outside, it feels refreshing. You have no problem. But if you go swimming at night, it's not comfortable. So is there a heating option or is like you get what you get? Yeah, no. So I can definitely heat it. But like I heated it for Ella's birthday and her birthday is the very end of July. Last year, I heated okay. it for about 10 hours, and I got it to 81 degrees. Wow, and that's probably not cheap, too, I would imagine. So it's natural gas. It's not terrible, but it was about $100 to heat it. 
and then two days later it was back down to 75. So oh, man. it doesn't stay. <laughs> it doesn't stay. When we were looking to buy a house before we bought our first house, which is our only house we've ever bought, we made 15 offers on houses. This is our 15th oh offer we made. Oh, my gosh. It was like a couple of years process. And we, I mean, literally had written offers 15 times. But one of them, in fact, the one right before this one was also in Ukaipa and it had a pool. And that was like... We almost got a place with a pool. And honestly, like, I'm kind of glad we didn't get that one because mm-hmm. I think I would – I have a hard enough time maintaining just regular house stuff. <laughs> I think if I had to add pool into that, like, it would be overwhelming. I don't know if I can handle it. Yeah. No, it can definitely get overwhelming. And, like, when you don't know what you're doing with all the chemicals and stuff, I don't – it. it's kind of a fragile system, I feel like. Yeah, it'll take a, like a bunch of abuse, and then all of a sudden it turns and it you're hosed. It takes a while to get it back. So you just fill it up with like a garden hose initially. Like, where does the water come from? Yeah, it comes out of a garden hose. Just the hose, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, huh. now like I the pool. There's a pool fill, and I just turn on. It's like a sprinkler valve almost. You turn that okay. on, and then it fills the pool. Then it comes out of the side of the the coping, and then. You know, I set a timer on my watch so that way I remember to go back and turn it off. So how often do you drain it? Mm, so they'll do a water test and you don't have to drain it very often. Only, I think, I'm trying to remember what my, I have a pool guy. So he said you only drain it when all the alkalinity in the water is um, gone. And so then the water is just bad and you drain it and then you replace it. And um, I think he said it's like every 10 years you have to do that. Oh, really? Yeah. So we switched over last year to from a regular, you know, uh, chlorine style pool to a saltwater pool. Oh, yeah. So we added all the different components, you know, mechanical components to make that process work, and and then you just dump like 150 or 200 pounds of salt in the pool and let it do its thing, and like just table salt or rock salt. What are we talking about here? It, no, it's like a table salt. It's like the salt that you would use. I well, I don't know. Because it's not rock salt. It wasn't big granules of it. Okay. But it's not fine like the, the table salt either. So it's like kind of an in-between thing almost. I is I got the feeling it was the same kind of salt you would use like when you would salt your sidewalks and stuff. Like, you know, oh, okay. in snow states. That makes sense. Although I don't think they not do funny. that anymore either. But yeah. So he just dumped in like, you know, 200 pounds to start with. And then a couple of months later, he dumped in like another 100 pounds. And then he didn't touch it for a year. Salt so why salt? Like, what's the advantage of making it salt water? Uh, so it's it's easier on your skin. So like oh, okay. if you have eczema or any of those kinds of you know psoriasis or skin conditions, chlorine uh, affects it and it makes it worse. Uh, Whereas okay. the salt water is a little more natural and it's uh, like you know when you get in the ocean, it doesn't feel bad, but it's not the same consistency, so you don't get like that salty feeling afterwards, like where you can rub your skin and you're all salty. So you're kind of an in between. Do you float higher in the water then? No, not enough salt for that. It's not that salty. Okay. No, but it's like, you know, Heidi would always have to like get out and go take a shower and, you know, when she was done swimming for the day and now she's able just to chill and it's fine. It doesn't affect her skin at all. Oh, that's good. And like, we don't put in chlorine. You don't have to put chlorine. Mm -mm. Nope. He'll put a little bit of acid in every once in a while and that's about it. All right, well, final question about the pool, because this is fascinating, and obviously where the questioning is going to go. What happens if, I mean, you have smaller children, you know, Mm -hmm. let's say someone doesn't make the trip to the bathroom in time, what, how does the salt water deal with that? 
So it doesn't do anything. It doesn't react one way or another. Um, because the we have so many gallons that it, you know, a little bit of pee doesn't really do anything. Although my kids are really good, especially the little ones. We have a pea tree, and so they just go over to the pea tree. <laughs> you got to have a pea tree. You have to have a pea tree. So <laughs> I know I was talking to you about concrete. We just finished pouring concrete, and one yeah. of the things that we're adding is a little outdoor bathroom. So okay. Okay. we got all the piping and stuff in place. The concrete's poured. So the next phase in the journey will be to actually build a little bathroom. Well, that's for in case you have like company over because your kids are still going to want to go in the petri. I hate to tell you. Well, that's that's probably true. But <laughs> <laughs> hopefully they'll go to the bathroom. You know, we'll try. My little brother went through a phase for I don't know how long, at least months, where he refused to go. If he had to pee, he would go in our backyard. He refused to go inside. Outdoors always better. I mean, it is. It's, it's definitely <laughs> preferable. So, <laughs> right. you know, sometimes you just got to work through it, I guess, and <laughs> go for it. So, exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, we wow. really devolved into pea trees. And <laughs> this is good. Pea trees. So, you don't have like that solution where if they do pee, it turns the water blue. Cause no, I've always wanted to see that in action too. That's pretty funny. <laughs> like from grown ups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so Grown Ups did do it, but it happened in Pete and Pete on Nickelodeon like years before that. So oh, they nice. totally ripped that joke off. I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying it now. It was back Big Pete was a, a lifeguard and they knew someone was peeing in the pool and to catch them they put the stuff in and then, you know, obviously it was the, of course the other lifeguard that was doing it. So Well, is that stuff like really real too? Like Oh, I have I've no never idea. Never seen it or anything like that. I don't like, think so. The pool supply. That's why when it came up on on uh, what's it called old boys what is that called grown ups, grown -ups. Oh. Grown -ups. <laughs> like, what's the name for that movie boys. you just said ah <laughs> uh, whatever this <laughs> when it came up on on grown ups I was like oh that's Pete and Pete's joke oh uh, well maybe one so. of them saw Pete and Pete and thought that was really funny probably so I yeah. guess it's flattery right yeah well they had to repeat. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, this has been Pool Talk. Thank you for sharing all this great information about pools. Yeah, well, you know, it's my pleasure. I've learned a lot in the last two years, so. Just like Alex and friends were learning about Lamaz in this episode. Sha-la-la-la! Let's see. So this episode, um, first of all, like you said, Elise is back, which is very, very exciting. And it pretty much, the entire episode takes place at the Keaton home. Mm -hmm. um, we open up, and Stephen and Elise are getting ready for a Lamaze class because, of course, Elise is very pregnant. Although I feel like, and I didn't go back and compare, but I feel like she looks less pregnant now than she did in some of the more recent episodes. Yeah, because I was trying to think of what was the last episode that we saw her in. And was it the one where she went to the airport and flew? I think so, but I can't remember. Did we actually see her? Yeah, she just like kind of barely was in it and then left. Like in the first couple of minutes and that was it. Yeah. But I feel yeah. like she was fairly pregnant in that one. In this one, she's pregnant, but she's not giant. I mean, she was yeah. in it. She was moving around, still pretty, you know, able to get get around and do things. So I think this goes to our theory that they probably pre-shot a lot of these episodes and spaced them out throughout the the season. So mm -hmm. that's good. That upholds our theory. So anyway, they're getting ready. They're hosting the Lamaze class at their house. We get a very brief glimpse of Jennifer and Mallory, who are not in the episode very much. No. And 
shortly into the episode, all the couples start coming over. There's two couples that come, and one of them is uh, Larry is one of the guys who's in the first couple, and he is a young, sort of obnoxious guy who makes a lot of jabs at the Keatons <laughs> for being old parents. Oh, yeah. Um, including calling them geezers <laughs> to their face. When these are the people that are, like, hosting, and he's, like, at their house. Yeah. And he's like, oh, if these old geezers can do it, we can do it. See? <laughs> We're going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, so. Your kid's probably not any older than my wife. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's not creepy so, at all. No, he's, he's quite a character, which we'll talk about him in guest stars, but he's a great actor that um, is in a lot of fun stuff. So we'll, we'll get to him in a bit. So anyway, the uh, couples come in, and then the last people to arrive, the teacher uh, for the class comes in with one other pregnant lady, and she comes in, and I think, I can't remember who, but I think Larry asks her, uh, you know, where's your husband? And she's like, oh, I don't have a husband. And he makes a remark about, like, oh, that's great, I really support you. And then he, like, leans back to his wife, she doesn't have a husband. (laughs) (laughs) So he's very stage whispery there. And uh, so that's kind of brings in the big, like, very special aspect of this episode. We have an unmarried pregnant woman, and this is probably pretty edgy for the time, I would imagine. Yeah, so Heidi and I were talking about that because, I mean, yes, it's 1985, but, you know, that was like a big, like, oh, you don't have a husband? You're not married? You're going to be a single mom and you know what you're doing here? I mean, obviously, it was mainstream enough they're willing to make an episode about it but i think this is still a pretty new idea that this would be not just something to be ashamed of and hide you know (laughs) yeah she still had to learn how to do the breathing and lamaze techniques so we get a very brief glimpse of uh some of the classes and during a break the classes you know they're having snacks whatever they head back in and donna by the way is the the single mom and she's kind of lingering behind and alex comes in and uh, starts to talk to her and is immediately interested, finds out she's not married. And uh, then she tells him, like, oh, the baby's kicking. And she has him put her ha- his hand on her belly. And that's it. Alex is like, whoa. <laughs> and first of all, he's fascinated with the baby kicking. And then he's immediately, like, just, like, in love is not the right word. But he's fascinated. He's, like, a f- he's, he fixes himself on Donna and the rest. Um, it kind of starts to fall apart from there. So um, <laughs> as uh, as the episode goes on, Alex becomes more and more involved in Donna's life. Everything from taking her shopping and uh, getting her prepared for childbirth. He takes her to the hospital to get a tour. Um, we don't see any of this, but, you know, we hear this is happening. Yeah. And um, eventually, you know, Stephen and Elise are starting to get concerned because he's kind of doing all this stuff as if he's going to be like a father to this kid and they suspect that he maybe hasn't thought it all the way through. Exactly, um, yeah. Which is probably a good observation here <laughs> in this case. <laughs> yes. I mean, he was going to build a crib. That's why all the lumber was in the garage. Yeah, he's got lumber out in the garage, <laughs> which apparently, by the way, they mentioned, you know, someone, I forget, Jennifer, I think, says, what's all the lumber in the garage for? And someone says, oh, Alex is going to build a crib. And Steven runs over to the kitchen sink and looks out a window, which I never knew there was a window there. Yeah. Which apparently looks into the garage or across to the garage. I don't know. I always wonder, like, about their garage. Is it, like, one of those that doesn't really have a door? It's just kind of more of, like, a basic structure? Right, right. I don't know. But I feel like in Ohio in the snow time, like, you have to have a closing garage. Yeah, I would think so. But 
I don't know. Maybe well, it not. makes sense the garage is over there, too, because then they, you know, park there and then come in through the kitchen, through the back door. So that that checks out. But I was thinking, like, in relation to the front door, I guess, like, it, the garage would have to be, like, on the, the left side. Yeah. So yeah. you kind of have to come up the driveway and park in the garage, and then you could either walk in the kitchen or walk around to the front of the house. Or it could be, like, one of those where there's an alley behind, and you pull into the garage through the alley. Oh, Okay. You know, and then there's like a separate entrance on that side, you know, and there's a street in front. Mm -hmm. That's another possibility. I don't know. Interesting. Hmm. But apparently there's a window over the sink, which I never noticed a window there before. (laughs) Maybe Karen built it. (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) Plus the houses are back in the window out in the back of the kitchen. Yes. And this was obviously filmed earlier than the one that we got last week. So... I guess maybe we just noticed it for the first time, or maybe they changed something and and we just didn't see it before. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Well, they've been doing like another. They did a close up last week. There was kind of a close up of walking out the kitchen door outside this week too. So maybe they just got a new camera set up, and that's where the cameras aimed, and so we never noticed it before. I noticed when Donna left. Um, well, I don't want a spoiler alert or anything, but uh, when she was walking out the front door at one point, there was houses out the front door, too. I don't know. Again, I feel like it's always obscured by the front porch or it's dark. Like I don't feel like we've seen houses out there before, either. Third season, new set. <laughs> That's got to be it. <laughs> Sha-la-la-la! Well, so the episode goes along, and um, again, Alex, you know, the, Stephen and Elise kind of start to confront him. They're concerned. Well, they're at, at this point, you know, in the middle, Elise is like, no, it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. And then once Alex starts talking about how he's going to be a dad and how his kid's going to play with their kid, they realize, like, oh, no, this has gone too far. So <laughs> we got problems here. They, they do wind up confronting him, asking, he clearly is in love with the idea of having a kid and you know not so much in love with a specific person that donna is and um it all kind of comes to well there's a second class it shows another um lamaze class and in the second lamaze class um alex kind of jumps in and takes the place of her partner and is helping her out and probably even more than she's like ready for and finally um he, she comes over Later on, it's Alex and her talking and confronts him. And he's, again, talking like he's going to be the father to her child. And she's like, you don't even really, you know, you just we're both in love with the idea of being a family, but not in love with each other. Exactly. He has a hard time realizing this. Um, he And he was all excited because he had bought toys for the baby, which I thought was interesting, too. <laughs> he bought a cow and a, and a rubber ducky. And he's showing her this cow for the baby, and she's like, well, what if it's a girl? And then he's like, oh, then we'll go with the ducky. I had no idea a cow would be like a boy-specific toy, right? Yeah, that seemed really weird. And the duck, like, okay, why? That makes zero sense, but... Ernie sings Rubber Ducky, like, and he's a boy, so oh. where does it that become a girl toy? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Plus, a cow is... is the, the cow they showed is a female... Of the cattle species, if it was a bull, I guess. Oh, there you go. If it had horns, then it could have been a boy's toy? I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) Or no udders, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, I just thought that was a funny, like, distinction that seemed weird to me. Yeah, that was definitely on the weird side, but, you know, it's family ties. It's family ties. 
Sha-la-la-la. So anyway, they kind of argue and debate over it, and finally Donna leaves and sort of tells Alex they're through. And the family comes home and kind of has <laughs> Alex kind of has some real talk, and they decide that yeah. Maybe he got a little carried away, and they're like, "What? This this is something that only could have happened to you, Alex." And um, that's the end of the episode. Freeze frame. Interesting uh, episode for sure. Yeah, it was definitely like he kind of you know fell hook, line, and sinker, and threw himself into it. I, I remember too. I forgot this that the the linchpin, the thing that convinced Elise finally that he had gone too far was he said, "We're breastfeeding." <laughs> and <laughs> He's she like, was yes. like. <laughs> yes. Oh, and, and he says, our son is breastfeeding. It's about time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stephen, just deadpan. Just, oh, yeah, he's breastfeeding. That's great. <laughs> that was funny. All the other stuff. And she's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. And then all of a sudden breastfeeding. And that was the trigger. That's what made it real. Well, Heidi even had mentioned then, she's like, well, you know, I don't, could you even say like, you know, if you were breastfeeding or not breastfeeding now on TV? I mean, I suppose it depends on, are we talking prime time or not? Yeah. It's always been very weird to me that that's such a like taboo subject. Like for centuries and millennia, that's how babies eat, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> why is it such a weird thing? But people get very hung up on that. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And again, it doesn't make sense. Why? I mean, unless I guess you make it creepy. It's not supposed to be, you know. <laughs> no, it wasn't designed to be. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Well, I wonder if it's weirder here than it is, like, you know, in the States than it is in other countries, too, even. Oh, I have a feeling it is. That would definitely make sense. I mean, just sort of all sorts of things of that nature are more loosely regarded in other places. In Europe, Yeah, you know. I mean, like, nudity on TV in Europe is a lot more fluid. When we were in uh, Denmark on our summer trip, we quickly realized, like, oh, you can't just put on, like, TV for our kids to watch here, (laughs) because it's not... They might get an education. Exactly. I mean, it's it's crazy. We were watching... This is, like, not the kids watching, but we were just kind of flipping through channels, and there was Jimmy Fallon was on, right? We're like, oh, that's crazy. They had, like, an American TV show. So we had that on for a bit. And then, like, the commercial came on, and it was for, like, a contraceptive device, and it was extremely graphic in what it showed. I realize Jimmy Kimmel's, like, an adult show, but, I mean, not Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, you know, but this was, like, would have been, like, X-rated in the United States. And we're like, oh, my gosh, this is on TV. And it's just, like, a normal time of day kind of a thing. Yeah, it was just, like, at five in the afternoon, and they were showing, like, reruns of Jimmy Fallon, and one of the commercials was, like... It couldn't have been in an R-rated movie, I'll just say. Oh. It was nuts. And we're like, oh, we got to turn off TV. No TV, guys. You're all, hey, kids, look, a deer. (laughs) I don't know what, you know, was on the kids' channels, but we weren't going to find that out. No. (laughs) Dang, that's crazy. Again, I mean, I think just the attitude about that type of thing is very different in other places. So Yeah, well, that's true. Wouldn't surprise me. It did surprise me, however, that they had to pay for Lamaze classes. I feel like that's the kind of thing that's more of a public service thing now. I don't know. Do you pay for Lamaze? I don't know. I don't remember. I think we did it with our with Aiden, but I don't think we did with Griffin because we knew it was going to be C-section, so we didn't have to. Well, I know when we did it with Janelle, it was like a community 
thing. My my mom actually taught the class because she does that. Oh, nice. But it, there were free classes, though. Yeah. I mean, weird. I, I feel like in some respects, like, you know, having a baby now is way different than having a baby then, obviously. But, um, well, yeah. like, they've kind of figured out, like, you know, we don't want to charge people a bunch of money just because they're going to have a kid. That's so. not the time when you can afford it, usually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're going to have a lot of other expenses. I liked Alex's version. He's like, this is not, before he, you know, fell in love with Donna, he's like, this is not how it's supposed to be, you know, the man's supposed to be out in the lobby pacing and smoking a cigar or whatever, you know? (laughs) You're supposed to be drugged up in the room. (laughs) And you're supposed to be drugged up, that's right. (laughs) Very antiquated uh, version of that. I wonder what was the first show where they had a baby, because I remember, like, I Love Lucy, they had a baby at one point, and Ricky was doing just that. He's, like, pacing back and forth, and, you know, yeah. somebody would come talk to him, and he'd yell in Spanish, and he's smoking the cigar the whole time, or or cigarettes, I think he was smoking. And then when the baby, when he found out that he had a baby, then he was handing out cigars like crazy. Then they get the cigars. Yeah. Right? If I remember correctly, you have to check me, but I'm pretty sure about this. I think they weren't allowed to even say the word pregnant on TV. They had to, like, talk around it and used, you know, euphemisms and things like that. They weren't allowed to actually say the word pregnant. Really? For for Lucy, yeah. Yeah? At the time. That's so crazy. So, I mean, definitely made a lot of progress since then until, you know, family ties at least. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because now you could have a single mom and it was like, oh, okay, wow, that's a yeah. big deal. Yeah. <laughs> you could have Alex over there going, you know, oh, over here, you know, she doesn't have the ring on her finger. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's just about a ring. He's like, I'm a I'm a modern, you know, guy. Does my mom know about this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. I love that he's just wholehearted, throws himself into, you know, whatever the situation is. <laughs> whether it's uh birth or feminism or any of that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, whatever it is, and of course it's always resolved in an episode later. I felt bad for poor Donna in this because at the end with Alex, it was like, oh, Alex, you scamp, you got yourself into another thing. And it's like, but poor Donna, like, still, she's a single mom, which she was prepared, she was prepared to be before. Right. But she also, like, kind of started having a relationship with someone that was going to help her through all of it, and now it's just done. Yeah. And she didn't even get the you know. cow. He's like, that's my cow. That's my cow. That's right. He didn't even let her keep it. What a jerk. I know. <laughs> and then Jennifer Poor comes Donna. home and she's like, hey, Alex, can I play with your cow? <laughs> y- yes, because yeah. all of a sudden you know you're two now. Well, the great part with that Jennifer bit is they're coming back. They went to go see a, uh, a foreign film, um, which we know because I, can't, I couldn't make out the name of the movie, but it was something in French. Yeah, I couldn't either. And uh, and Mallory's like, oh no, subtitles! I hate reading a movie. <laughs> but but then as they come back in from the movie, Mallory is talking to Stephen. She's explaining it, and she's like, the war was symbolic of man's alienation from his own feelings. And then she's like, can I play with your cow, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> you you said Mallory, but that one was Jennifer, right? That was Jennifer. Yeah. I did say Mallory, but say all that stuff I just said, but put Jennifer in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mallory was kind of in a like a mood like she was kind of weird this episode she uh, yeah everything she was just down on alex down on didn't want to go to the movies no nope. everything well and it started off when uh, that one guy was giving her a hard time about oh you don't you're not even you don't even look pregnant that's right because she thought he she was he thought she was there for the class as well yeah and she like i mean i guess that would set you off you yeah know? 
But if you don't look pregnant, then, you know, and you aren't pregnant, then it, I don't know. I feel like that's kind of not that big a deal. Of course, the guy should probably learn the lesson of don't ever assume someone's pregnant and ask them about it. Like, period. <laughs> yeah. That's just kind of human lesson 101, you know? <laughs> exactly. Words to live by. <laughs> If you don't know for sure, don't say it. It doesn't matter if they come up to you and they're like, hey, I'm nine months pregnant. No, what? Yeah, just, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's You're fantastic. You're pregnant? No oh. Yep. Learn that now, people, if you didn't know that yet. <laughs> See, we're doing a PSA now, trying to help that's people. That's good. The more you know, this fits right into NBC from back then. <laughs> oh, you're getting me all choked up. Sha-la-la-la. Well, speaking of Larry, I feel like we should uh, talk a little bit about some guest stars here. Yeah, there was quite a few. There were. This is interesting. So because there were a lot of guest stars, I'm going to go through them quickly. I don't want to like dwell too long on this section, but there's some interesting stuff to talk about. We'll go through each one real quick. First of all, we had Donna, the uh, Alex's interest. Yes. And she was played by an actress named Isabel Walker, who didn't do a lot. She only has 11 acting credits. Okay. So, not a whole bunch of stuff. She did a bunch of TV shows like uh, St. Elsewhere, The Alfred Hitchcock Presents, The 80s Version, Amazing Stories, The Twilight Zone, a lot of stuff like that, which is pretty cool. But this is her only appearance on Family Ties. What? Alex uh, doesn't doesn't ever connect back with her again. We don't get to know if she had a boy or a girl. No. But she was in Real Genius that same year. Oh. Um, with Val Kilmer, so. There yeah. was somebody else who was a guest star a few episodes back that was in that movie, too. There was, and I can't remember who it was, but. It was another yeah. female actress, and she had a couple of real wacky credits. That's hmm. right, and Real Genius was on there. Yeah. Also of interest, Carol Mannings, who was the coach, the Lamaze coach. Oh, yeah. She was played by Mary Farrell, and she. this is an actress who only has 10 credits to her name, However, this is the second time she's appeared on Family Ties. What? And second of two times. So I won't go into her stuff because we talked about it on another episode. But she was in a 1983 episode called The Harder They Fall. And um, she played a different character. She was Mrs. Morgan in that one. Interesting. So The Harder They Fall, the one that she was in, um, was when Alex and Mallory have a a parent-teacher conference and Steven and Elise go in and they have to deal with the teacher. And if I remember correctly, I think Steven like punches him or something. Oh, yes. So she was one of the teachers right. at the school in that episode. Not the one that he punches, obviously. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're not that progressive. So that's Carol Mannings. Now, Larry, Larry Harris is one of the couples, that's, uh, the husband. Um, he's the one that was kind of obnoxious, making fun of their, you know, old childbirth age and everything and asking Mallory about mm. all the stuff. This is this is Larry. He was a very much a Larry. Mm-hmm. Um, played by an actor named David Pamer. Did you recognize him at all? Yeah, he looks super familiar. He's one of those guys that's in everything. He's got 172 acting credits. Whew. All the way up to, like, he's still doing stuff now in 2021. Oh, wow. So, obviously, I'm not going to go through everything, but I'll give you some highlights here. Recent stuff includes uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and Star Trek Picard. Further back, like way further back, he was in The Larry Sanders Show. He was in um, The American President. So he does TV and movies, Get Shorty, Quiz Show. He was in, this may be where you know him from, he was in both City Slickers and City Slickers 2. I never saw those. Are you serious? 
Yeah. Oh man. Speaking of movies featuring cows, that's right. Those are good. Cows and Billy Crystal. I mean, really. That's right. It's those are good movies. I'm surprised. Yeah, I think I've watched like part of one and I never finished it or Well, he's in those. He's in Heart and Souls. Did you ever watch that with Robert Downey Jr.? Oh yeah. That's and Elizabeth the one on the bus, right? Yeah, where they're all like connected to him, like all the spirits are connected to him. Wait a minute. You just talked about that on Mandarian. On Mandarian Orange Show, because in uh, my uh, name that actor, I did Elizabeth Shue, and she was in Heart and Souls. So he was oh, in that, too. See? <laughs> yeah. A lot of the connections there. Yes. Um, my, he was in Howard the Duck. The, uh, Wasn't he adaptation. the bus driver, actually? In he might have been. That's yeah, very possible. Oh, yeah. Here it is. How the bus driver. You're correct. Oh, wow. You're good. You're good. Who knew? <laughs> Um, Sorry, that's impressive. <laughs> I haven't watched that in a long time. Although I did see that one in the theater. So, oh, nice. I know I saw it, but I don't remember where, or when, or how. It was. I feel like they used to play it on TV a lot too, or like Comedy Central, maybe. Because I know I've yeah. seen it on TV a number of times as well. But anyway, <laughs> it's good. Uh, my favorite thing that he's in, um, besides all that, was a movie called Crazy People. Have you ever seen this with Dudley Moore? I don't think so. It doesn't sound familiar. So it's in this Dudley Moore plays an ad executive who, uh, you know, basically has like a nervous breakdown because just the stress of work. And so he goes to like a it's it's sort of like a check yourself in mental institution kind of thing and meets all these quirky characters. And the the premise is that he winds up because all the care, the people there are so like honest and have these like really unique perspectives. They wind up writing all these ad campaigns and they have like real bizarre, you know, very direct ad campaigns that they come up with. And so, um, like for instance, they'll have uh, Volvo. The, the the slogan they came up with Volvo was boxy but safe. <laughs> <laughs> boxy and, but safe. And it starts catching on, of course, and becomes very popular because everyone <laughs> likes these unique things. So anyway, but. In the movie, um, he plays this this guy who only says the word hello. And so the whole movie, he just says hello, hello. But he says it like someone would say the word dude, where you understand what he means. Or I am Groot, right? Where <laughs> yeah. you understand what he's saying with his hellos, and it's fantastic. Uh-huh. Oh, and then at the, awesome. end of the, at the end of the movie, he sings a song with the lyrics of hello. So it's, <laughs> anyway, it's a great movie. You know, uh, I think... Madman must have uh, stolen that idea because John Hamm's character in like the last couple of episodes goes to some camp to kind of get away and you know he's having like a mental breakdown or whatnot and that's when I think they're alluding to the fact that he came up with the you know the world of coke the really world of coke yeah so I didn't watch all of it but Heidi watched all through Mad Men um, earlier this year I think when she actually had COVID she watched Mad Men. So I watched the last episode, and that was that was well. Spoiler alert, I guess too. <laughs> well, this one came out in like the early '90s, so that would definitely be before that. So that's very yeah, possible. yeah. Because Mad Men was what like 2011, 2012, maybe for the last season. Interesting. I'd like to buy the world of Coke. That's what it is. Yeah, that's right. It'll come to me eventually. <laughs> well, the other interesting thing is this is his first of two appearances as Larry Harris. On Family Ties. He comes back, the same character, later on this season. I did look it up, and it's a few episodes away. Okay. um, In an episode called Cold Storage. Um, So we'll have to keep an eye out for him later this season. 
I wonder if it's like when the, the birth and they're having the baby at the same time the Keatons are. Well, it's very possible because, as well, you'll see in a moment here. We'll look at some more characters. Susie Harris, who is Larry's wife, um, played by an actress named Julie Fulton. She doesn't have a lot of credits, 18 credits, um, such things as Buffy the Vampire Slayer, ER, Melrose Place, a lot of one-off things, Matlock, Hunter, etc., etc. Nothing like super big stands out, but she is also, this is her first of two appearances on Family Ties, and Cold Storage is the next one. Oh, interesting. Okay, so they kept him around for that episode. Yes, yeah, so we'll be seeing her again. Okay, interesting. So next we have Leonard, who is the one of the other, the husband of the second couple. Um, he's been in a lot more stuff. He's got 96 acting credits, does a lot of voiceover work. Um, oh. Recent stuff like Missing Link, or Paranorman or Megamind, a lot of cartoons and things. Um, has also done a lot of TV shows like X-Files, Home Improvement, Diagnosis Murder. Um, he was also on the Larry Sanders show. So, Oh, wow, that's kind of cool. Uh, but this is his first of two appearances on Family Ties. His next one will be Cold Storage. So another what? of the couples are coming back. Oh, yes. okay. One that his wife... I'm assuming it's going to be so. Oh, I have to mention too, he was in an episode of Remington Steel, which oh, I was nice. mentioning because that's, yeah. you know, we love Re- Remington Steel. Good old Remington Steel. <laughs> and Night Court. And Night Court, that's right. If I get a Night Court, I'll always call that one out too. <laughs> I like it. So then Marge, his wife, played by Carlene Crockett, she has 28 credits. Another one with a lot of TV shows like Murder She Wrote, Dallas, Fantasy Island, um, et cetera, et cetera. She's also in two episodes, Odonna and Cold Storage. What? So How she'll crazy. definitely be coming back. So Donna's the only one that doesn't come back. So Donna, I and I think the teacher, I don't think, is back in it, right? Oh, no. no that was her only right. one. Yeah. Well, no, she did an earlier episode. Oh, that's right. She did an earlier one. So, but she doesn't come back as the teacher nope. again. So just the couples. Oh, how funny. So she was a teacher in that last episode and a teacher in this that's episode. That's right. A different kind she of was teacher. just teaching different things. Now, this was weird, and I had to bring this up, because on the IMDb page, it lists one other uncredited guest star, and it's Tracy Nelson, who played Dina. Dina? Dina. She's actually, this, this if this can be confirmed, would be her second appearance on Family Ties. She was earlier on the episode Ladies' Man, and that's the one where Alex goes in for, like, the feminist movement. And is just pretending, and then he winds up, you know, comes out that he was just doing it because he liked her. And they, you know, obviously don't last past that episode, right? Yeah. I don't know why they have that listed on here, because I didn't spot anywhere where she was in it. Or any reference to her. No, I'm trying to think. Like, I don't remember seeing somebody else. Weird. Why do they have that on there, then? And why would I randomly have talked about that very episode earlier tonight? I know, it's crazy. Mm-hmm coincidence <laughs> could be maybe well we won't go through all of her stuff but there was one thing just because i don't remember talking about this before that and this was pertinent to recent conversations we've had she um is the daughter of ricky nelson first of all like the singer from uh uh ozzy and harriet nelson yeah. like their son her daughter yeah their daughter um, but this is funny. Her first role she was in, she appeared in the movie Yours, Mine, and Ours as one of the daughters of Henry Fonda. 
Oh, what? We're back to the Fondas. I know. That's like three episodes in a row of Henry Fonda. Dang. It's funny to see, like, the connections. Even though she wasn't probably really in this episode. I, I couldn't spot it, so. <laughs> what? Listeners, if you know why they put her there, it, it could be. It could be something that we just didn't see, but I think it could just be an error. I don't know. I don't understand why, how it got there. So bizarre. Well, listeners, if you recognize why it would be in there, send us an email. You can write to us at alexbkeatonismyfriend at gmail.com and tell us if you spotted why she's in there. Because we don't know. Well, that's it for guest stars, real and imagined, apparently. <laughs> exactly. Oh, maybe she was the baby that was kicking. They could have been. <laughs> she was like the puppeteer that made it happen. Maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? It's funny that you men- mentioned puppeteers. Why is that? Well, because like at one point when they were all relaxing doing the Lamas, it's like, oh, you know, grab your partner's hand and make sure that they're relaxed. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Alex was flipping Donna's arm around. Waggling her arm. <laughs> waving it. And he was like her puppeteer. Steven and Elise kept giving him these real funny looks as he was doing all that stuff, too. Their physical <laughs> yeah. comedy was on point in this episode. <laughs> And when Elise puts her head like and looks back at Alex underneath uh, Stephen's armpit, it was <laughs> right. <laughs> she's all woot. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Sha la la la. So, any particular good jokes or anything that uh, you wanted to share tonight? Yeah. So there was a couple of them. Um, <laughs> Alex was talking to Stephen about uh, how we got to touch uh, Donna's belly. And he's like, you know, she's going to have a living, breathing person and blah, blah, blah. And then Stephen, well, it's a good thing. Otherwise, she's wasting money on these Lamaze classes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. that Those lines like that kill me. And I laugh out loud every yes. time. His delivery uh, is fantastic. It is so good. <laughs> Alex is like, oh, are you one of the Lamazians? Yeah. When he was talking to Donna. Lamazonians or something? Lamazonians. Lamazonian, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I spelled it right, but I couldn't say it right again. So the, to go back to what you had mentioned earlier in the episode about uh, their physical comedy between Stephen and Elise, when they're having that big discussion in the kitchen – you know, she's got like her cup ready and she put her tea bag in and Steven's got the teapot and he's waving it around and he goes <laughs> to fill it and then he gets angry and he stops. And so like three or four times he's going to fill it and finally she just grabs it and fills it herself. <laughs> and then the last one I wrote that we hadn't already talked about was um, when Alex was talking about what he's going to do with the baby and how he's going to take <laughs> it to all the places that his parents took him. Like, I can't wait to take him to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> so excited! <laughs> right? So excited to share with them. Hey, that's probably what turned her away right there. That's when she realized, like, oh no, this is this is not for me. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely not a good thing. What about you? Did you get a bunch uh, a bunch of other jokes? Well, a lot of the ones that you said, I did write down. The only other one that I did write down that I thought was pretty great, it's when Stephen and Elise are talking about. It's very near the beginning of the episode. There, I think Larry's harsh words had like started settling in on them. They were starting to feel like, you know, maybe they are kind of old for this. And, and, uh, (laughs) Elise is like, I've been thinking they're all so young. And Steven's like, that's true. Babies are young. (laughs) (laughs) And then Elise is like, maybe we're too old to have a baby. And Steven goes, uh, obviously not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We show them. 
Well, and didn't they establish earlier that Steven is 40? Didn't he have a 40th birthday party or something? Yeah, something. Because I feel like we found out he was 40. And I'm like, oh, wow. We had talked about it then because it was like, oh, dang. You know, he's only 40 on the show. So not that not that crazily old. I mean, I realize it's a little older, but still. Well, yeah. I mean, well, we know he has to be at least a certain age because Alex is 18. Maybe yeah. 19. Although they mentioned that he's 18 in this episode. So Right. And Jennifer is 11 in this episode, which I thought we had seen her be a little older. I, I thought we were when she was like 12 or 13. And that was the episode when uh, the guy came back in town and they were going to play sports. And then he ended yeah. up seeing Mallory and they went on a date. Yeah, I thought 13. That's where I was kind of in that range there. Well, maybe they went back in time. It's, it's possible. Or maybe they're squeaking. Because Alex being only 18, but he graduated last year. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, but I was 18 in high school, like, when I graduated. I was a little bit older, but still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like just he, on how your birthday falls. I snuck in, you know, because I was the first of December, and so I was able – I went to school when I was four. I oh, turned yeah. five in kinder, so. Mm, yeah, and I went the other direction because I was later in December, so. Yep. I was the oldest one. I was the first kid in my grade to get uh, my driver's license, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> so there's advantages. Same, same with Heidi. All of us December birthdays, you never know what you're going to get. Sha-la-la-la. So uh, there were a couple of things that I noticed, though, just some observations. Um, and one of them, I don't know if you caught this or not, but did you hear um, where Alex was going to get the bassinet? Yes, Frisch's. From the Frisch Brothers. It said <laughs> we he's know getting, Frisch Brothers. We know Frisch Brothers, and you just recently uh, guessed it on a podcast there. I did, the I did. The Super Halo Bros. That's right. So That's Frisch Brothers, a shout out. Yeah. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Going to go shopping at their store. <laughs> I heard they make good bassinets. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Although, why do they need a bassinet if Alex is going to build one? I don't know. Well, I think maybe he was going to build one and then decided just to go get one from the Frisch Brothers. I forget. <laughs> yeah. maybe I was so excited that. about Frisch Brothers. I just wrote that down and didn't pay attention. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I so, caught that. That was funny. Maybe the new uh, podcast the Frisch Brothers should do is Bassinets and Baseball. Oh, I like it. B&B. Be a good crossover there. <laughs> I'm not sure how they're going to make that work, but yeah, you know, it's, a, it's up to them to figure out. It's two very specific subjects, you know. <laughs> yes. You can discuss the new sports things and all the developments in bassinet making. Well, maybe someday John may decide, like, you know, now that he's married, maybe he's going to have a kid. Maybe they'll go through Lamaze classes. And maybe they'll build a bassinet while they're at it. <laughs> oh, I hope so. I'm going to make sure to point that out to him. That's good. <laughs> maybe we should wait and see if like either one of them talks to us about this episode. That's true. This would be a good uh, a good test to see if they're listening. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> what was the other observation? Well, just the one other thing that was mentioned that, I mean, obviously people of our age uh, would probably get this reference, but maybe a younger listener would not. But um, Alex points out that that Mallory is obsessed with Boy George. Um, oh, yeah. Which people might not know who that is. Boy George was, well, is. I mean, he's still alive. But it was a singer for um, the Culture Club, which is a pretty famous, popular band in the 80s. He also did a lot of solo albums as Boy George. Mm-hmm. Um, but their popular hits include Karma Chameleon and Do You Want to Hurt Me? Which, if you've ever watched a movie in the 80s or set in the 80s, you've definitely heard those songs. Or you watch The Wedding Singer. 
Or the wedding singer has both, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yes. In fact, didn't they have somebody dress up like Boy George in yeah, the movie? Yeah, one yeah. of his guys that does the wedding <laughs> band with him. Yeah. Anyway, just wanted to point that out in case younger listeners were like, "Why? who's Boy George? What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, you should totally Google him. I th- he's uh, still pretty big in the UK, I think. Like, he I think so, yeah. Stuff over there, yeah. Still active. Yeah. Um, I thought it was funny that, you know, Alex said that, you know, Mallory opened up to him emotionally and she's like, about what? And he's like, oh, you told me you're in a boy, George, you know. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm never going to tell you anything again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you notice how big her hair was in this episode? It was like really uh, puffed out. I mean, we're 1985. We're right in the heart of the 80s here, so. Yeah, getting, I still think it's, uh, you know, when they filmed this one, it was probably 84. That's true. That's true. But we're definitely heading that direction. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait until it's big hair, don't care. Oh, we're getting there. Shoulder pads. I know the Nick era has a lot of that, I'll just say. Nice. Even his leather jacket has shoulder pads? <laughs> yes, I think it does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to be awesome. Sha-la-la-la! Moral for this episode, you know, I think um, I don't have as as uh, as eloquent a way to put it as you always do, but um, that when you have a relationship, um, it's important to like actually have a relationship with the person and not just the idea of the person. Like that's a not yep. just in a scenario like this where you know there's a baby involved, but just in general, a lot of times it's easy for people to get caught up on the idea of being in a romantic relationship and forget that you know it's important to also like the person yes. that you're involved with, which is weird because you think, oh, I love them, but it's actually like like them. Like you're going to be spending a lot of time uh, with this other person, so you p- should probably make sure it's something you'll enjoy. Especially if another pandemic comes along, you might be spending more time with them than you previously thought. You know? <laughs> I wonder how many people got divorced because of pandemic. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a lot. Or maybe they're going to do it now, now that they're like out of the house. Like, okay, yeah, I can't do this anymore. Right? I learned a lesson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how many people maybe were thinking about it and then they, they came to love each other anew. That's, that's true. That's where I want to go. That's true. That's the That's the positive angle on it, which, you know. Hopefully that makes that's the my heart happier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a more eloquent way of putting it, or so I don't really, but mine kind of like follows along with your same concept. And it was when like Elise and Stephen and Alex were all talking, and how he's like he had talked about how he was really excited about just kind of having like an instant family, and they were talking about how you have to really savor like life, and it made me think about like you know you can't really rush through the phases of life. You really got to stop and just kind of savor it. And some of them are going to be sweet and some of them are going to be salty. And, you know, but it doesn't mean that you shouldn't still try to find the good in, in each of those aspects. That's good. That's very good. And I feel like that's, you know, the uh, Stephen and Elise do a really good job with, you know, like giving that life lesson to Alex and then also to the audience. Yeah, I mean, they kind of have a little conversation at the very end there where they lay it out pretty well. So, And he always is one to kind of rush through life a little bit to get to that next step, the next phase, the, you know, whether that's a family or a job or, you know, even drinking beer when he turned 18 <laughs> in a different <laughs> right. city. Drive down, yeah. 
Oh, Alex, so, you just got to settle down. <laughs> but I remember being that age, you know, like when you're 15, you're like, oh, I just want to be 16 so I can get my license. And then, right. oh, I just want to be 18 so I don't have to, you know, I'm not a kid anymore. So, it's always the next thing. And now yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't want to turn 43. Like, I'm 42 is old enough, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, same. Oh, wait, too late. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you get the idea. Yeah. The concept still didn't change. <laughs> I got a couple more years, but I'm going to be, I'm closer to 50 now. And I'm like, oh, dang, that's oh, so weird. It really does feel weird. I, I I don't like it. And we watch TV shows and then people talk about how, oh, you know, I'm in my late 30s. And I'm like, you're talking about how they feel old in their late 30s. This isn't right, you know? Yeah. I'm like, in my late 30s, I woke up most days and didn't hurt. I'm like, now? <laughs> I go to bed, I'm fine, I wake up, and it's like, oh, my back hurts. <laughs> oh, yeah. So dumb. At least Alex has learned his lesson for this week, but I'm sure he'll be back up to some more shenanigans <laughs> in the next episode. Well, I hope so. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a very special episode. That's true, but they always are. They are. And I think this has been a special episode of our show. It was special to me. It was special to me as well. I mean, it's not Karen special, but it was a least special. So still, it was a least special. <laughs> Donna special, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Donna. Donna. Oh, Donna. That's not special enough episode. for her to come back. No, but you know, a little special. Hey, when did La Bamba come out? Because obviously, you know, that's a play on that, right? Yeah, I think so. And well, the song is out by then, but that movie didn't yeah. come out until like the early '90s, I want to say. But maybe it was oh. late '80s. I, I feel know. like it had to come out earlier than that because I I feel like I watched that in Spanish when I was in like junior high. Well, I'm gonna find out real quick. Well, and Rick Dees was in it, and he was still young. So, well, younger. 1987. So oh. it was still a little after this. Yeah, but oh. you're right. It was late '80s there. With <laughs> uh, what was his name Diamond Phillips? Lou Diamond. Lou Diamond Phillips, that's it. Yeah. All right. Well, and I think that it's time for us to La Bamba out of here, which means the <laughs> dance, right? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. The dance. Plus or minus. It's close enough. It's been a long time since Spanish class in high school. Yeah. <laughs> which I don't know that I watched that movie, but I watched a lot of movies in Spanish in that class. So I understand that experience, you know. Well, those are my favorite days. Yeah, those are nice. It's always fun to watch a movie in a different language and then see, like, what they do with the dubbing. That's fun. I still like to do that now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I have the patience for it anymore. Well, I do have the patience to be back here next week for another very special episode, though. So that's good. (gasps) That sounds great. So what if somebody wanted to tell us about what movies they like to watch in different languages? Where would they email us? I hope they would email us. They could email us, in fact... At Alex P. Keaton is my friend at gmail.com. They could also go to our website, Alex P. Keaton is my friend.com and use the contact form, or they could go to our Facebook page, uh, Alex P. Keaton is my friend, and they could send us a message through that as well. That sounds delightful. I think so too. <laughs> and uh, Keith, it's been delightful recording with you. Oh, same. Thank you so much. So, yes, thank you for being here, and thank you listeners for joining us. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time on another very special episode of Alex B. Keaton is My Friend. What would we do, baby, without us? What would we do, baby, without us? 
And there ain't no nothing we can love each other through. And what would we do, baby?